Hey everybody, Economic Ninja here. I hope you're doing great. Got a great story out of Zero Hedge, really embodying what is going on with the consumer right now and how bad things truly, truly are. It's entitled Home Foreclosures and Missed Credit Card Payments Surge as Customers Buckle. It says here in the first quarter of this year, home foreclosures surged as reported by property data firm Adam. Following a two-year lull, pandemic-related housing assistance programs are now winding down. Homeowners who choose not to make monthly mortgage payments are now either negotiating new terms with the lenders, selling their properties, or, as current trends suggest, facing foreclosure. Let me stop there and say that one of the big trends in the, uh, you know, I'm behind in my payments, help me sort of uh, mode right now, is banks are convincing borrowers to go to a 40-year product, a 40-year fixed rate mortgage. And the reason why is because even though the interest rate is higher than the standard 30-year rate mortgage, since it is amortized over another extra 10 years, the payment is usually down on average between 200 and $350, okay? So people are jumping to this. Little do they know, on the back end of paying just those minimum payments, they will end up paying for the house an entire time extra. So instead of paying for your house one and a half or two times when we're down in the 3% mortgage area, you know, when you're done paying for your house, you're gonna pay for it three, possibly four times over at the current interest rate over a 40 year time span. Talk about literally a lost generation just of wealth preservation that you could have had in your own pocket, but instead you gave it to a bank. Absolutely sad. The, this troubling rise, rise co coincides with consumers falling behind on their credit card payments. We know that credit card debt right now is at an all-time high, and more and more consumers are falling behind on their credit card payments. Now, while still below pre-pandemic levels, foreclosure filings during the first quarter of 2023 totaled over 95,000 properties, which is up 6% from the previous quarter and 22% from a year ago. Now, mind you, you have to know when you see these big numbers, 22% increase year over year on foreclosure filings, you have to understand that most of these people that were behind on their payments were under the shelter or the umbrella of the government saying, hey, you don't have to pay, don't worry, banks, don't foreclose on people because everything's rough, we're all in this together, okay? But I want you to understand that people got used to not paying that payment and they're gonna be completely lost. I have an old neighbor that lost their job about six months ago and got behind on their mortgage. And rather than sell their house at a massive profit, they just started looking for jobs in their field, which was a high paying job as it was, but couldn't find a job. And rather than like, hey, I'm gonna save my credit, just sell my house and I'll go rent somewhere right now and literally pocket $350,000 in profit right now, I'm just gonna keep looking for a job. And then six months later, they find themselves in full-blown foreclosure and now they're doing a short sale. Um, and so they're gonna be able to sell the house and make some profit, but the sad thing is they've destroyed their credit. So now they're not going to be able to take advantage like everyone else that's getting ready for this downturn. And they may be able to get into a house in the next couple of years, but it's gonna be very, very difficult. That is what's really important here. Um, now, so that's what we gotta look. That 22% year-over-year number, I wouldn't be too, uh, blown away by that, but I would be impressed with the 6% increase from the previous quarter, okay? Now, this was the 23rd consecutive month with a year-over-year -year increase in foreclosure activity. Now, that is something that you want to pay attention to. For the last 23 months straight, 
foreclosure activity in our country has increased. There has not been a lull. There has not been it going down. There has not been a point where it stayed the same, all right? To say that we are getting ready for the most epic downturn in real estate is going to be an understatement because as banks finally do foreclose on those homes that have been literally missing payments for multiple years now, when they do, the flood of inventory is going to be amazing. Now, the sad thing is a lot of banks are hiding the shadow inventory when they sell it, similar to what the home dealers are doing right now, like Lennar, Toll Brothers, and other ones. They are selling off swaths of homes, 500 in one group, to funds that literally are planning to use your pension money to buy them and rent them for yield. Because right now, pension funds, um, hedge funds, they are starved for really good yield to stay up ahead of inflation, all right? So that's gonna be the thing is navigating how to get into those uh, properties. I know how to get into them right now, but that's like a loaded weapon. Like I've said before on my real estate channel, people need to understand that right now you'd be buying an asset, even if you're walking in just to take over payments, you're gonna be possibly putting in a tenant that pretty soon is gonna lose their job. Because the the if you think that people are losing their jobs now, wait until you see what happens this fall. It is going to get impressive. So. We are just now at the, the, the bottom of this chart in foreclosure fines that's about to take off, and it will look more impressive than what we saw in 2007, 2008. Now it says here, despite efforts made by government agencies and policymakers to try and reduce foreclosure rates, we are seeing an upward trend in foreclosure activity. This comes from Ron Barber, CEO of Adam. He said in a statement, he continued, this unfortunate trend can be attributed to a variety of factors, such as rising unemployment rates, Foreclosure filings making their way through the pipeline after two years of government intervention, just like I told you before, and other, and other ongoing economic challenges. However, with many homeowners still having significant home equity, that may help in keeping increased levels of foreclosure activity at bay. And I want to tell you that's actually not the true the case because we saw the exact same thing happen in 2005, 2006. As the housing market started to slow, it started to wane. People didn't have money to sell their house, literally go buy the, the next door neighbor's house because the home price had went up, the mortgage rates had went up, fuel was going up back then. Things were rising, right? Nowhere like what we're seeing now. What happened as that happened and the prices started to dip, just like we're seeing now, literally 15% across the board, across the country, we're seeing prices dip, right? 30% plus in, in metropolitan areas like San Francisco, right? Just since June alone, what happens is people get a little stagnant. They go on their summer vacation, they're hanging out with their kids and what's happening is, oh yeah, we've got this buffer. We've got a couple hundred thousand dollars built into this house. And before you know it, it's getting slashed because your neighbors are selling their houses and they're taking price reductions or they're listing it for less than the neighbors sold theirs for because they just need to get out of it now. And what happens is those appraisals hit your value. And then before you know it, it's done. You've lost that $200,000 buffer and you're like, whoa, wait a minute. I thought the market was doing fine. It's literally like somebody that wakes up and let me know in the comment section if you're somebody that I'm talking about that literally just woke up to what's going on in the housing market a month ago. And you literally go back and go, wait a minute, just this last June and, and May, I was hearing, if you don't buy now, you're never going to be able to afford. What are you talking about? Homes are going down in value. What do you mean you go into Zillow right now, you go look at Austin, the, the place that was just on fire for eight years, right? And now all of a sudden it's reduction, reduction, reduction. It's like you can't get out of your houses fast enough because by the time you list yours, your neighbor's listing theirs. And we're about to get into by the fall where you're gonna look down a street of a neighborhood. And I remember this in 2008, 2009, and like a street would literally have almost 40% 
of the properties had for sale signs. It was amazing, an amazing time. So check this out. Much of Adam's data was recorded before Silicon Valley Bank's demise. A credit crunch followed and sparked further busting of the tech bubble that added capital destruction in private equity and venture capital firms. And remember, let me stop there. We've talked about this before and I'm gonna keep hammering it. Venture capital firms are out of money. So all of these startups around the country in Austin, Texas, um, uh, in New Mexico, California, Silicon Valley, um, all these places that have all these tech startups, they're evaporating right now before your eyes, which is gonna lead to more layoffs. But those are the interesting layoffs. These are the people that came in. These companies maybe only have you know, 25 to 100 employees and they've got all this camp venture capital money and they're starting out, they're out there headhunting and getting all their talent and they're paying their employees a lot of money, right? Um, because they're so excited about this and they got all this money and now that's evaporating. And so you're going to see layoffs on that side and those people that are making well over six figures, they're going to hit the pavement and they're going to start liquidating whatever they can to survive because they're going to have a hard time finding an equal opportunity right now. So as venture capital funds uh, just shrink up right now, you are going to see that wave of unemployment, but you're talking about the higher earners. You're talking about people that have houses and nice cars that are looking to start liquidating that stuff. And I'm telling you, you're going to see a big turn by the summer. It says right here, so, so with that said, Adam's data didn't even right now take into effect what has happened with the credit crunch. They're just talking about the first quarter as opposed to the last quarter of 2022, which are impressive changes in foreclosures. Now, making, it, making matters worse, it says, uh, 24 months of negative real wage growth for consumers who've maxed out their credit cards and drained personal savings. Lower tier consumers are coming under pressure as big banks are beginning to notice a startling uptrend in credit card and loan payment delinquencies. And we've seen this not only in their inability to pay, but we're also seeing it with banks literally taking their credit lines and cutting them in half. Whatever's left, I go, hey, you know what? You don't need it. And I get it. I'm going to get some comments from people say, oh, my, my, uh, my line was increased. Well, mine was as well, but I'm a different type of borrower. You see, uh, the banks are looking at mine and they're going, we see your activity. You're constantly paying off your, your, your bill every month. We're trying to figure out a way to where we can get you involved to where you're not paying your bill every month and you're paying the minimum payment. So what's the easiest way to trap me? Well, let's up his credit limit. And I say a lot of times, no, don't do that. But I'm like, well, the next time I buy a car when the car market crashes, I would love to do it on a credit card, get all those points and then pay it off the next month. But my point being is that many people can't do that, right? They're not waiting. They're not saving up for their next car to pay cash. And so that's what credit card companies are doing right now. Now, one more uh, quote I'm going to leave you with right here is from Wells Fargo Chief Financial Officer Mike uh, Sandro Messino. And he says, we've seen some consumer financial health trends gradually weakening from a year ago. See, this is Wells Fargo's way and, and the big guys in the big banks trying to ease you into the reality of the consumer sediment has changed and the consumer has changed. The consumer can no longer pay their bills. Inflation has now destroyed the savings of the, cons the average consumer, and now it's destroying the mindset of the average consumer, and now they're falling behind. And you are gonna see from this month till September, we are gonna continue to report on bigger losses, bigger and deeper foreclosures, um, longer and more delayed payments and credit card minimum payments. We're gonna start seeing that. And it's only gonna give you more strength and more confidence 
that we are leading, uh, the country is being led down that path of economic catastrophe and that you, if you are ready, you are going to make lots of money from it. Okay, I wanna wake up as many people in the world as possible. I wish everybody would wake up, but hey, all of us have family and friends. We know how they look at us. We're just crazy. Guys, I hope you got something out of this. Thank you to everybody that hit the thumbs up button and that support this channel by sharing the videos. With that being said, the Economic Ninja is out.